What a great day's racing it is, and Animo taking up the challenge of going to the champion stakes following that win in the Cox Plate. James Cummings joins us. Good morning, James. Good morning, Warren. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, and uh, we love the fact that Animo and others in your stable are continuing to race and taking up the challenge. How is he since the Cox Plate? He's, beautiful. he's been beautiful since the Cox Plate, Animo. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's pulled up exactly how I'd have, I'd have imagined at the start of the campaign when I plotted out a path to have him fifth up on Champions Day. And look, it's, uh, it's a, these are worthwhile races to target with, with, with our horses. And, uh, and, I, and I think, a, and I think a, the right initiative from the club to actually, um, to, to, to actually support to, to actually support, you know, I think this has got a bit of a. This gives it. This gives Melbourne Cup week the, the greatest Royal Ascot feeling, I think, of the entire week. And uh, and, and this, these three big weight parade races that aren't, they're not handicaps. These are these are absolutely rock solid weight parade group ones. Um, they are they are three great races in their own right, and uh, we're privileged to be a part of them. Zaki in the race as he was in the, the Cox Plate. You didn't get to pick this barrier, but you may well have picked the barrier that you've got if you had the opportunity to. How are you reading the race? Yeah, interesting, isn't it? Um, you know, Zaki defence, Animo in four, and, uh, and, and, and even I'm Thunderstruck sort of, sort of outside, outside of the middle of the draw. So, um, I think the race is, I think the race is going to be, I think it's going to be a, a, a Top-class Group One weight rage 2,000 metre race. The, the the pace looks even even more solid if you uh, if you just listen to the commentary around uh, Moanga's stable. Um, um, I'm hearing that Maximal wants to be putting more pressure on a little bit like the um, a little bit like he was more prominent in the Turnbull two ago. Uh, and and you know horse, horses like Hinged have been up there, and Hinged wasn't there for the um, for the for the Cox Plate, but she's on the seven day backup from the very high-rating Golden Eagle. And, uh, and, and this little horse, he's a shocker, wasn't far away in the Gold Cup and he's also on the backup from a handicap. So, you know, that horse could be putting more pressure on also. And, uh, and, and you know, um, when, you, when you include the three-year-olds with a very light weight, with jockeys like Craig Williams, who might be interested in making the use of the 51 kilos on that horse's back, all of a sudden you've got a horse race and there's, a, there's, there's every chance this race will be run along extremely solidly and... Uh, and you know, James is aware of that, and I think the uh, I think as a result, <clears throat> it'll be it'll 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 take some watching this race. Remarkably, at start twenty one, for arguably the best horse in the country, he's having his first start at Flemington. How do you think he'll cope with the spacious circuit? He does have a terrific record at Randwick. Well, uh, it's interesting that he hasn't been to Flemington yet, but that's just because the, the, that's where the uh, not by design. And, and not through any fear of the stable, I would I would note that Sandown he's won at Caulfield and he's won at Mooney Valley, so I don't think there's any trepidation about him handling Flemington. If anything, it'd be uh, it'd be uh, you know, it should be a delightful experience taking him here. But he's up against a very solid field, and he's going to need to be up for the fight and, and uh, very fit for it. And that's why we're quite pleased that he's he's trained on so solidly since the since the Cox Plate. And, uh, and he's, had, he's got the perfect grounding fifth up now at a mile and a quarter to show his best. Plenty of other horses to discuss before we move on from Animo. Today's obviously the priority, but how far are the discussions regarding potential overseas travel to Dubai, Royal Ascot, the, the likes of challenges like that down the track? 
Well, we've been discussing that for 12 months already, and, uh, and, and we have talked about the, 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 the Dubai Turf Group 1 over nine furlongs. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a wait for age race um, for Southern Hemisphere horses three and over and Northern Hemisphere horses four and over, which is interesting that the, uh, you know, that the, the, the three-year-olds in the Northern Hemisphere are not, not, not eligible. And, uh, and, and, then the, and then, of course, at Royal Ascot, the two races that I've got my eye on are the Queen Anne on the first day. It's always, you know, it's, it's, it's a tradition for Royal Ascot for the Queen Anne to be number one race on the Tuesday to open the week. Or the Prince of Wales. Um, the Prince of Wales is, um, is also, an, you know, it's an interesting option for that horse on account of the fact that it's around a bend and it's at a mile and a quarter. But there's a, there's a little bit of trepidation about whether or not you know, if you're taking on mile and a half horses like Epsom Derby winners, potential arc arc champions, then uh, then, then then perhaps from that perspective, uh, there's a concern that Animo's Animo might be found out for his stamina. But you know, I don't particularly hold that fear myself. I, I think Animo might have won the AJC Derby if we had a run in, and uh, and so both those races are, are, are options for us. And if he's flying in, in the sort of form that he's in this preparation. Uh, when we when we prepare him next time, then we're well and truly interested in uh, in, in taking on uh, one or more of those options. Your day kicks off at Flemington Race Three with Atmosphere and Sandpaper. How do you line them up? Well, Sandpaper didn't appear on face value to run the mile out strongly in the Carbine Club. We thought he got a little keen in stages in his prominent position. And, uh, and so dropping him back to seven furlongs looks to suit. He's got to take the, uh, take up the mantle with 60 kilos, having already won his stage race two ago in the Gothic. But, uh, but he's, uh, he's had a really good week. Looks fantastic. And, um, and we, and we, and we note that the, he's, he's well respected in the market in what looks like a very open race. And, uh, and our other horse atmosphere, um, you, you might equally observe that he struggled running out the mile last time. He thought he was, Set a bit of a task up on the speed, going along a little too solidly, and uh, and he will be um, he will be feeling very good about dropping back to fourteen hundred, and he's nicely in at the weights fifty four and a half to suggest that he's perfectly in the handicap, and uh, and that horse you know he's won a couple of races, but that most recent win against the older horses of the provincials in New South Wales, he ran a little bit of time there, and uh, and and I think he with a bit you know this colt could run could run a very good race today with. Um, with the, you know, with the with the freshen up uh, off a solid campaign. Nash Rewilla back aboard Honey Creeper in race five, the matriarch from a favourable draw. A lot of people saying she's had excuses at her last couple. How do you assess Honey Creeper today? I, I look, she has one on a good four. Um, the, the, the good track, um, the good track concerns me a little bit. I, I'd have preferred it to be on the soft for her, but she uh, she had uh, a, a pretty quiet. Quite ride from a wide barrier last week, and and never really got into the race. So from that perspective, she pulled up fantastic, and we're happy to back her up into a, into the Phillies and mares race here. Um, she's not well in at the weights at set weights and penalties, being a Group Three winner with a relatively low rating. Um, but I note that um, two ago in the Angst, where she was also poorly weighted, she ran a terrific race against Hope in Your Heart, who was huge in the Golden Eagle last week, and. Uh, and Think that uh, I think that you know because of because of that big performance, where I'm happy to roll the dice and back her up in the matriarch. She's going to enjoy 2,000 metres against back against the mares, 
Um, but uh, she just won't quite get that soft track, uh, that preferred track that she might like. But uh, but she's got she's gotten off the float in Melbourne this week and looked a million dollars. So uh, so I think it's uh, it's well it's well and it's well and truly a gamble worth taking with her, and she's uh, she's capable of running very well. Another one of the highlights of the day on a day littered with highlights, the champion sprint down the straight. Paul Laley with the blinkers going on first time. Your thoughts on Paul Laley with that headgear? Well, I just feel like up the straight he just got very lost in the Coolmore 12 months ago and uh, and there's no doubt that he needs to turn it around from his eighth placing in the, in the Manicato last time when much more was expected of Paul Laley. You know, I, I felt like the horse was really flying going into that. Um, he he uh, he, ha- he did pull up with a little with a slow recovery, um, according to the vets who are on course. You know, I've I've seen horses pull up with worse recoveries and uh, and, and bounce back and run very well at their next start. I I've got my feet on the ground about just what his winning chances are, but I think he's the type of horse that can run very well against against these horses, uh, not be far away, and then set him set himself up for a, a big performance fit up uh, somewhere suitable. So that's what I'm looking for with Polelli and. Uh, and if he can just be like right in behind that wedge of speed horses that are drawn nearby him, travelling sweetly with the with the blinkers on for the first time, then I'd be very pleased with that. And I think you could expect to see him let down well. Cascadians back in winning form in Sydney over distances slightly longer than the Champions Mile. But I think when you think about the Champions Mile, or if you were thinking about it a few months ago, you would have had Cascadian high in your thoughts as an ideal horse for this race. How is he going into today? Well, the Champions Mile this year has been absolutely put on for Cascadian. You know, the 1,600-metre grand final at Flemington that has now changed from a handicap, which it's been forever, to a, to a, to a weight-for-age race. And with, with Cascadian's rating of 114, I'd have been terrified of giving weight away to all of these horses, you know, bar, bar private eye and alligator blood, you know. Now he's, now he's meeting, them, meeting, them at set, meeting them all at set weights. And uh, whilst I've got... Enormous respect for Alligator Blood and all the Cox, Cox Plate form there, Mr. Brightside included, um, and, and my Oberon who won on the day in the, in the Crystal Mile. This horse, Private Eye, is a fascinating horse that entered the fray for the race. Uh, I, I know he was always targeting the Champions Mile, but imagine that, you know, a horse with, a, with, the, with the absolute pure Everest form backed up and won the, we sort of two weeks later, won the winner's stakes there at Rose Hill and did it softly. Um, and, uh, and now he's on the seven-day backup into a into a mile group one. He's had some winner already. Gee, he's going to be he's going to take some beating that horse. But our horse is in dangerous form. He's feeling on top of the world. He's ready to go. And uh, and don't be alarmed by my um, don't be alarmed by my programming of the horse where I've switched him switched him around in distances. Uh, all you need to do is cast your mind back to the way I'd freshen him up for the all all aged at the conclusion of his last preparation, and you can see how well this horse performs. On Grand Final day, when he's uh, when he's when he's dropping back a little, he eats up the ground like there's no tomorrow, and he's ready to run a big race today. Pick a range, your last runner for the day at Flemington. Also back in distance, but uh, coming here in winning form. Race nine with Jamie Carr aboard. How do you assess her chances? Well, it's a uh, it's it's an experiment that we've uh, gone with before with Pick She's run well up the straight um, um, previously, and uh, um, she's now she's now won. Uh, Two out of the last three starts, and very unlucky in the middle, in the middle run where she was um, never let off the bridle at any stage. Just had a complete barrier trial from a, from a, a, a luckless run, and uh, and now without having to 
we, we haven't needed to do much with her. We drop her back to 1,100 metres here. She's uh, she's she's an interesting runner in this handicap, and uh, I think she'll I think she'll you know, be one of our more interesting runners on the day. Uh, just not just not in a high pressure race. Uh, it'll, be good, it'll be great to see her run very well. But she's had a good campaign so far with wins in Melbourne and Sydney, and it'll be uh, that'll be uh, good for the team to uh, tie off the week with a with a winning chance. Who do you think might be the best at Flemington? Well, I, you know, you come back to that, and you, you you you're talking about a best chance being in the best race. So. Um, I, I prefer to stay out of tipping my horses, but I am, I would say this that I'm happy with all with all of our runners. Um, they're all they're all feeling they're all feeling in top order, and uh, if you like any one of them, then I encourage you to follow them with confidence. Race six at Rose Hill, the Golden Gift. Before we let you go, James Razors and Barber meeting again, and Barber got the career off to a terrific start. Your, your thoughts on their respective chances today? Yeah, well, look, Barber had a very solid foundation before that debut win, and had the uh, the advantage of the inner barrier. He's, he's lost that advantage today, but at least he's got his wits about him. He, he, he will begin better from a wider gate uh, rather than the inside barrier he, he had two weeks ago. And uh, Hugh's got a bit of a grip on the race with respect to the horses that have drawn around Barber. Who uh, I know you see barrier 16 on the website, but should come in the 13 out of 14 with the scratchings. And uh, and so and so you know. There's, a, there's, there's every chance it works out well for our horse. Uh, meanwhile, raises. I've made a little gear change with that horse. The winters have gone on, and uh, and he's trained like the big improver uh, between runs. Um, he's got a bit of improving to do on his stable mate, uh, but um, but he, he you know he was he was arriving at that debut where he finished seventh without having a lot of experience under his belt. But we wanted to get him going and give him some you know give him some sort of experience before we pressed on to a high-pressure golden gift. And uh, and from that perspective, he will be, you know, he, he will have every chance of improving rapidly. But take nothing away from Barber. You know, I think he's, he's, uh, he's going very well. I, I loved his debut win. He showed a bit of class, just sit off them when the pace came up around him. And yet he could have, um, he, could, he, he could easily lead most most two-year-old races if he, if he was intent on it. So, um Interesting, yeah, interesting. Darren Beeman's only race to saddle up in today, the Golden Gift, so he will not miss a beat with these horses. He'll uh, he'll he'll be all all over them like a rash, and hopefully we have a bit of luck. Best of luck right throughout the country today, particularly at Flemington, James. Thanks, Warren.